And because time is of essence, I want to respect all of your time on today, and we're going to move quickly into our text on this morning. Please turn to Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 1, where it reads, everything has its time. To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to gain and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to sow. A time to keep silence and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time of war and a time of peace. And then going down to verse 12 where we will read, I know that nothing is better for men than to rejoice and to do good in their lives. I know that nothing is better for men than to rejoice and to do good in their lives. Then turn with me to Psalms chapter 90 and verse 12. So teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. The title of our sermon in our time together today, my beloved, is Living on Borrowed Time had a good friend named, and have a good friend named Delson James. We used to call him Duck, Ducky, at Oral Roberts University. And we'd be joking around sometimes about it's time to study and everything like that. And he would say, you know, the funny thing about borrowed time is you got to give it back. But time, according to the dictionary, is defined as a system of those sequential relations that any event has to any other event as past, present, or future, an indefinite and continuous duration regarded as that in which events succeed one another. Everyone say time. Time is probably the most misunderstood aspects of our existence that there is. Everything that we see, all of us here, all of us 
out there are subject to and under the power of time. In this physical world, time rules all. In a popular epic story, a riddle is spoken from one character to another, and it is this thing all things devours. Birds, beasts, trees, and flowers. It gnaws iron, bites steel, grinds hard stones to mill. It slays kings, ruins town, and beats high mountain down. And the answer to this riddle was time. No matter what we see or who we are, everything on earth is under the power of time. Everyone say time. Time. Where's my first slide, Brother Michael? Ah. There it is. Time is marching on. Look at it. Tick-tock. 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 Seconds float away and we see them ticking away, but we seem to miss them. We forget that every second that passes, tick-tock, is a second closer to the time that we will leave this planet. A second closer to the time of our passing. One second, another second, it's getting closer. Think about it. There are moments that we've had when we like to say that we're just killing time, but the sad fact is that time is actually killing us. Here we have the most valuable thing in existence in our hands, and so often we let it slip through our fingers like sand at the beach. I believe that one of the things that Almighty God will take an account of on that great day will be how we managed our time. What did we do with the time that we had that he blessed us with, with our lives? Everybody say, Time. Amen. Now, if you're able to get eight hours of sleep a night, then you will spend one-third of your life sleeping. It's one-third of the time that you are living. Another third of your life will be spent working if you take an eight-hour day into account, an eight-hour workday into account. Provided you live to be 80 years old, you will spend close to 415 days of your life in the bathroom. Some of us seem to spend even more than that in the bathroom mirror, but we will overlook that particular nuance of that issue for the moment. I'll just say that some of us here probably took longer to get dressed than it's going to take me to preach this sermon on this morning. I'm not going to point any fingers. <clears throat> but it is said that lost time is never found again. Or it is also said that there are three things that we cannot recover in life. Word after it is said. You can't recover a moment after it is missed. 
And you can't recover time after it is gone. Time is what we want the most, but time is what we use the worst. Time is free, but it is priceless. You can't own it, but you can use it. You can't keep it, but you can spend it. Once you've lost it or wasted it, you can never get it back. You can always make more money, but you can't make more time. See the man that can buy a $10 million watch, and I was shocked to find out that there are actually watches that cost $10 million out there. But you can't buy time even if you have enough money to buy that watch. It is the most priceless thing in existence, but it is the most taken for granted, wasted treasure. One never knows how much time they have. For example, 2.4 million people die every year in America alone. Now, over one million of these deaths are sudden. That's about 2,600 people a day. That's 2,600 Americans that woke up yesterday expecting to be alive today, and they are not. They thought they had time, but their time ran out. Now, beloved, this says two things to me. It says that eventually, suddenly or not, eternity is going to catch up with each and every one of us here today. Hebrews 9 and 27 says, it is appointed for men to die once. Let that sink in for a moment. The other thing that it tells me is that one million of those folks thought that when they woke up one morning that they were going to be going to sleep that night. They thought that they had more time, but they had no idea that their time was up. And since it doesn't always affect us Personally, we sometimes forget that it's happening to someone else every day. We look at the news and hear about these things happening, and, and we are almost removed psychologically from them. That's why I pray every morning that when I'm, I'm putting on my, my shoes, Lord, let me be the one who has taken these shoes off tonight. Not the ambulance technician, not the coroner, not the emergency room doctor. That's why every time I walk into the house of the Lord, I give him praise. <laughs> Say hallelujah if you're happy to be alive today. But we only have so much time. 
I was very shocked to learn how much or how little time we have in comparison to some of the other things and creatures that we share this planet with. I have to admit that a part of me was a little jealous and not so jealous about some of these guys. There are more than a few animals that I could go in here on my list, but for the sake of time, I'll only name a few. Here we have, where's my slide? <laughs> ah, yes, here we have the hamster. Cute little fuzzy guy, isn't he? Everybody say, aww. Well, our friend the hamster is only going to live for four years. Or we have the dragonfly. Our friend the dragonfly here only lives for four months. Yeah, March to June. That dragonfly you see right there flying around this summer is not going to be here in the fall. But the winner of this competition, however, is the mayfly. The mayfly has a lifespan of 24 hours after reaching maturity. 24 hours. It grows to maturity, it reproduces, and it dies in the span of 24 hours. One day. Its digestive system is mostly filled with air because it doesn't even have time to eat. The mayfly doesn't have a second to waste, does it? Compared to the mayfly, we live for an eternity. On the other side of this spectrum, I have to contrast this with the lifespan of some of God's creatures that seem to have more time. My friend, the tortoise and tortoises have been known to live for more than 276 years. 276 years. Eventually, the tortoise is always going to beat the hare in a race. The rabbit can run as fast as he wants, but he's still going to lose the race that I'm talking about. Incidentally, rabbits only get to live for 7 to 12 years. The tortoise gets 276 years of life. Next, we have my friend, the Greenland shark. Pretty, isn't it? Well, he doesn't really care how you think he looks because the Greenland shark lives to be 500 years old. 500 years. It is the longest living vertebrate on planet Earth. It reaches puberty at 150 years old. Now try to get this. Swimming in the ocean right now, there are a few of these guys that were alive during the American Revolution, during slavery and the Civil War. One of these guys born today will be here in the year 2523. And it's 2023 Now, let that sink in. However, my favorite, my favorite is Toratopsis nutricula. 
the king. Taurus topless nutricula is a jellyfish about the size of your pinky nail. It is capable of cycling itself from a mature adult stage to an immature polyp stage. When it gets old, it simply reverts back to its prepubescent stage. That would be like me reverting back to being 10 years old over and over and over again. It regenerates itself. They are saying that there may be no natural limit to its lifespan. For all extensive purposes, Torticulus nutricula is theoretically immortal. Something the size of your pinky nail living here on, on earth here right now is going to outlive you, outlive your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren, your great-great-great-great-great-grandchildren. If a particular Tortopsis nutricula didn't get eaten by another Tortopsis nutricular, theoretically, it was here when Jesus walked the earth. When David slew Goliath, when Abraham walked, left the city of Ur, one of these guys was swimming around. Let that sink in for a moment. Let's think about it. They're now studying Turritopsis nutricula to figure out a way to synthesize this ability so they can sell you longevity for a nominal fee, of course. But each of these creatures on the long living list seem to have all the time that they need, all the time in the world. But if you really think about it, our lifespan and the time that we have is really closer to the short-lived animals than the longer-living animals on our list here in comparison with the other guys that we share this planet with. That's why I said, you know, I said, I'm a little jealous. It's a tough lesson to learn that some of these animals were here when you got here, and they are going to be here when you're gone. I do have to admit that a, a, a small part of me was a little jealous. None of us who are here now are going to be here 115 years from now. But there is a shark, a turtle, a jellyfish that is going to outlive your great, great, great grandkids. Yet something like the mayfly is going to have lived his whole life from beginning to end today. And you're not even going to know that it was here. When was the last time you spent time thought, thinking about mayflies? And it's a cold truth because we see here that we do not have a lot of time to waste. But nowadays, we live as if we have had all the time in the world. I read an article that said that 25 is the new 18, and that as a culture, we are moving into adulthood and purpose much later in life as if we had time. It's something that even I myself had to contend with growing up as a young person in this 
time. You see, I did not have the struggles of my father and my grandfather and my great-grandfather. Our generation did not have that struggle. Compared to what they went through, we have been ridiculously blessed. But I'm not going to talk about everybody else, but what I have to ask myself and what we really, what we do all have to ask ourselves at this time is, what have I done with the time that I have been given? You see, a huge issue as I realize the time in my life that I've wasted is that I, as a younger man, let myself be deluded into thinking I had more time than I actually had. I deluded myself into thinking that I was going to somehow live forever. That the good times were going to roll on and on forever. But I've had to realize that I have at certain times in my life squandered the most valuable thing that any one of us could ever have. I squandered my time. My son Charles just started high school last year. But just before that, he went to the same junior high school or middle school, actually, that I went to. The same school. And as I was walking him into that school and down the halls, I was so shocked at the feelings that I had. I felt like that it was just yesterday that I was there as a ninth grader. I remembered hanging out on, some, on the same yard, walking down the same halls, sitting in the same classrooms that my son sat in. And this was 39 years later. I had to sit down for a second and I had to admit that it seemed just like yesterday that I was there at that school as a 13-year-older. I had to ask myself, where had the time gone? I had to realize that time was marching on even if I was not paying attention to it, even if I did not know the value of the thing that was in my hand. Then I remembered the poem by Sister Linda Ellis called The Dash, which reads, I read of a man who stood to speak at the funeral of a friend. He referred to the dates on her tombstone from beginning to the end. He noted that the first came the date of her birth and spoke of the following date with tears. But what he said mattered most of all was the dash between those years. For that dash represents all the time that she spent alive on earth. And now only those who loved her know what that little line is worth. For it matters not how much we own, the cars, the house, the cash. What matters is how we live and love and how we spend our dash. So think about this long and hard. Are there things that you would like to change? For you never know how much time is left that can still be rearranged. 
If we could just slow down enough to consider what's true and real and always try to understand the way other people feel and be less to anger and show appreciation more and love the people in our lives like we have never loved before. If we treat each other with respect and more often wear a smile, remembering that this special dash might only last a while. So when your eulogy is being read and with your life actions to rehash, would you be proud of the things they say about how you spent your dash? Now with this poem in mind, all of us have to acknowledge the sad inevitability that one day we will all, all, all leave this place. But one of our biggest mistakes, one of our biggest delusions is that we think that we have more time. We think that after that harsh word that we've said to our family member or spoken to someone, oh, I'll fix it tomorrow. But tomorrow, my beloved, is not promised to any one of us. When you really think about it, our time here is very short, no matter how young you are. Only a minute when you think about how long some of other of God's creations are going to be here. Only a minute. But I was told by Brother Benjamin Ray Mays that I only have just one minute. Only 60 seconds in it. Forced upon me, can't refuse it. Didn't seek it. Didn't choose it. But it's up to me to use it. I must suffer if I lose it. Give an account if I abuse it. Just a tiny little minute. But eternity is in it. My beloved, we have only been given the time that we have been given. And that time is borrowed time. The biggest question that you will have to answer in your existence is what are you going to do with the time that you have been given? What are you going to do with the time that our Heavenly Father has given you to live this life. I know that it is a tough message to hear, but you have to hear it. What are you going to do with the gift that is your life and that your life all has to do, and that and what you're going to do with your gift of your life all has to do with how you're going to manage the time that you've been given here. The way you handle the time that you have here will reverberate throughout all eternity. What you do here right now with the time that you have is going to echo throughout all eternity. I once heard a line from a movie in which one old character said to another old character, when you have more past than future, you learn. You start to think about things differently. I think about, I think about the time that I have wasted. The time not knowing what really mattered. Time that I could have been making better decisions in my life. 
time that I could have spent becoming a better me. Time thinking that I had more time. I had to ask God's forgiveness for what I had done or didn't do with the time that he had given me when I had it. I wish that I had more time. But I can't spend any more time regretting the time that I have wasted in my life. That time is gone. I can only now look to my future, but even more importantly, I can look at my present, the time I have now. I can do what I can do now to change how I use the time that I have left. Even if I live to be 105 years old. Hezekiah, King Hezekiah was a man that was out of time. He had been told by the prophet of God to get his affairs in order because he was going to die. His time was up. But because he turned his face to the wall, because he turned his face towards God, he was given more time. If you turn your face to the wall, God can give you more time. I'm keeping my face to the wall because I want more time. Give the Lord praise if you want more time. Like me, you may think that you have wasted the time that God has given you. You may think that the decisions and the mistakes that you've made have robbed you of one of the greatest gifts that God has given us. You may think that you don't have much time left, but I'm here to let you know that God can give it all back. Look at your neighbor and say, God can give it all back. You do not have to feel failure with God on your side. God in you is more than the world, is more than time against you. He's got you. With God on your side, you will not fail. He will give you back the time that life, he will give you back the time that your mistakes, he will give you back the time that your failures have taken from you. When you come to God, when you come on in, when you turn your face to the wall, you will get that time. Anyone who God has raised from the dead in the Bible was given more time. Our God can give you more time. If you take that step towards God, God will meet you there. If you move with him, there will be nothing and I mean nothing, not even time, that can stand in the way of what he has made you to be. Not even time. In fact, John 3.16 said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Everlasting life. Life of 
above and beyond time. Everlasting life is life outside of time. Oh, somebody give the Lord praise on this morning. Hallelujah. You see, those of us who are already saved, we serve a God that is beyond time, who created time. One day is one day with the Lord is as a thousand years. One day is as a thousand years to God. We serve a God that can give you back the time, give you back the years that you have wasted in your life. He made a promise. He promised in Joel 2 and 25, so I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten so I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten. The crawling locusts, the consuming locusts, the chewing locusts, my great army which I sent among you, you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. And praise the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wondrously with you, and my people shall never be put to shame. Somebody give the Lord praise because he said he would give you more time. In Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. Haggai 29, it says, the glory of this latter temple shall be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts. And in this place and in you, I will give peace, says the Lord of hosts. I will give you more time. Oh, somebody give the Lord praise on today. Hallelujah. He will heal you. He can restore you. He can bring you to who you truly are supposed to be in him so that when our time is up, we will hear him say, well done. I know that nothing is better for men and women, nothing is better for us than to rejoice and to do good in our lives. I'm done. Everybody stand up and give the Lord praise on today. Everyone stand. It's all right now. It's all right now. Everyone standing. Everyone give the Lord praise. God said it's all right now. It's all
Please, no walking, beloved. This is the most important moment of our service. This is the most important moment of someone's life right now. All eyes closed, all heads bowed. And there may be someone here that feels like they've wasted all the time that they had because of their decisions, the decisions that you made. But I want you to know that God still believes in you. Our Heavenly Father who is above time has put something inside of you that can be salt and light to the world. Let us not waste any more time on things that do not matter. Let us all be what God created us to be. You see, beloved, the bad news is that time flies. But the good news is that you are the pilot. You can't own it, but you can use it. So in the immortal words of Ellis Red Redding, get busy living or get busy dying. Without Christ in your life, all you're doing is dying. Seconds ticking away until your time is up. One second, two seconds, three seconds. But if you put your life in God's hands, God who is above time, you can get busy living. Give your life to him today. There's so much more that I have to share with you, but I just don't have enough time. So if there is anyone here who now wants to make the most of your time here on earth, who wants to give your life to he who is above time, who can even give you more time. Or you just may want to spend some time here in prayer and deepen your relationship with our Heavenly Father. Who wants to figure out and see how you can make more of the most of your time, I invite you to come down here to the altar, saved or unsaved. We want to pray with you. You're not in this journey alone. No one's going to point at you and wonder what you did. No one's going to point at you and wonder why are you going down to the altar because we all need to be down here because we all need to take better account of our time. So if you are ready to make the most of your time, saved or unsaved, if you are ready to give your life to Almighty God, if you are ready to more be a better steward of your time, I invite you to come forward. We love you. We want to stand with you. We want to walk on this journey with you. You are not alone. Hallelujah. Come forward. It's all right now. It's all right now.
it's alright now. Oh, come on forward. Hallelujah. Make the most of this moment. God said it's alright now. If you want to turn your face to the wall, now is the best time to do that. God said it's all right now. Hallelujah. Dear precious Heavenly Father, we thank you for these, your children. We thank you for these, your children, who have decided that in this moment that they are going to make the most of the time that you have given us. Father God, we thank you for those who now, who, who even who know you, who have now decided that this is the time that they are going to turn their face to the wall. That even though we did not know how much time we had, we know that the best thing we can do is turn our face to the wall and plug into and connect with the God who is above time and who can give us more time. So Father God, we also thank you for those who are now willing to make the most of the life and the time that you've given them and they are willing to turn their life over to you. We praise you for them as well and we pray for them as well, Father God. We pray that you would continue to strengthen us all. Please repeat after me. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that you sent your Son to die for our sins. We thank you, Father God, that the time that we have been given can be made most valuable in him. We believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. We believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. We believe that He came from heaven down to die for our sins. We believe that He came from heaven down to die. And we believe that He rose again on the third day. We believe that He rose again on the third day. And we now give our lives to Him in this moment. We now give our lives to Him in this moment. And we thank you for this time. And we will live the rest of this time in victory. Please forgive us for the wrong that we have done. Please forgive us for the wrong that we have been. Please forgive us for the time that we have wasted. And thank you for accepting us into new life. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Let's give the Lord praise. Oh, come on, beloved. Let's give the Lord praise. Oh, come on now, beloved. We can do better than that. Somebody just got more time. Hallelujah.